Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust. Member FDIC. BellaDaySpa.com Live from the Hogs Meat Market Studios, this is Out of Bounds. Well, it's not our home park. It's a totally different park than ours. Huge ballpark. It's a lot different feel. So it's really a neutral side. The fans are unbelievable here. But, uh, it's always so I think in the 12 years or whatever we've played here, I think we've lost one a couple times now. Nine and the other ten have been super close, and one game maybe we won by a lot. But they asked me before the game started, and I just said it'll be like all this year. Yeah, yeah. With John Neighbors. Every time you put a mic in my face, I'm going to say Arkansas. And Joe Franklin. We won't go into shell. We won't go into attack mode because that's what's required. On 103.7 The Buzz. With my boo tastes like Kool-Aid for the Welcome in Out of Bounds here on 103.7 The Buzz. Appreciate everybody listening in on this beautiful day here in the great state of Arkansas. John Neighbors, Joe Franklin, broadcasting live from the Hogs Meat Market Studios with you today. And thank you as always for making us a part of your afternoon this afternoon. It is a wide open Wednesday, folks. So we're going to talk about everything in the sports world you want to talk about. You can call or text in at 501-661-1037. Get after us in the Asher Record Live Fan Feedback. After me on Twitter, at BuzzJohnNeighbors. And boy, do we have a loaded show for you. Going to have a lot of guests coming on, but when we got as many things going on in the sports world like we do, it all makes sense. So today, we're going to have at 1.30, Curtis Wilkerson of Hogsports.com. It's almost like a reoccurring thing with him. We made a joke about it because you and the audience love this transfer portal stuff. So he's going to give us an update, especially with Grant Nelson, the transfer out of North Dakota State, and how Arkansas is on top of him. So we'll get his... Thoughts and opinions on what's going on there. Going to have Pat Bradley at 2 o'clock. So looking forward to catching up with him. Thanks to Motorsports Authority at around 2.30. Fitz Hill is going to be joining us. It's been a long time since we've talked to the doctor of football. But looking forward to catching up with Fitz once again. And then in the 3 o'clock hour, going to have a very special guest. We love talking to former Razorback baseball players, especially local guys. Jackson Lowry, a product here of the Little Rock area who, of course is a friend of the show and has come on with us before. He's going to join us because, you know, last night, as uh, we'll talk about with Razorback Baseball, uh, he was trying to calm the masses of people that were all frustrated with the loss. And uh, he's going to talk to us about uh, that as well as some of the injuries that Arkansas has been dealing with and just try to put uh, put a little ribbon on everything going on with Razorback Baseball right now. So we look forward to catching up with him. And that's kind of the unfortunate thing, though, Joe, as we talked about the excitement leading into the North Little Rock game, Dickie Stevens Park, and... We know that it was a great crowd last night for those that attended, and uh, the weather was absolutely perfect. Could not ask for anything more except for, probably could have asked for a win. Arkansas loses an extra innings there in the 11th by a final score of 8-6. to six. Frustrating. Uh, Dave Van Horn got a chance to hear from him in the intro. Wasn't exactly the happiest of campers, but, uh, you know, those midweek games are always very strange. You never know what the, what's going to happen, but... You could tell that uh, it was a little disappointing for Dave Van Horn in the way that his team performed. Well, Coach Van Horn also talked about going into extra innings. You so many pitchers in the game, you run out of arms. So that was part of the problem when you get that deep into the game, you don't have anybody that can pitch. Yeah, and that's kind of the one of the things that they ran into as far as the issues when it came to uh, not only pitching, but he also said they didn't hit well, they didn't field well, they just really didn't do anything at well. As Parker Coyle ended up getting the start for Arkansas, he went two innings. Uh, did a good job. And then Will McIntyre comes in for just one inning, uh, and then he ends up giving up a, a home run there, which was controversial to say the least. I don't know if that was a home run or not, uh, but still no TV. Couldn't tell. Couldn't have review. Uh, Kristen Fouch comes in 
struggles once again. Uh, in fact, he didn't even get anybody out. Everybody reached base that uh, he ended up facing, and then Zach Morris comes in. It was great to see Zach Morris get it going and have a nice couple innings there, too, as uh, he had four strikeouts uh, and eight batters faced. Then Ben Bybee comes in. Once again, he struggles. And you hate to see that from a freshman, too. But Gage Wood comes in for a little bit. I think the guy that I was most pleased with was Austin Ledbetter, uh, a guy that, of course, is uh, from Bryant and uh, knows that uh, he's had some ups and downs this year. But I felt like he came in and really did a good job of uh, commanding and getting it done. Then Ben McLaughlin came in. Sean Fitzpatrick, I don't even know that guy existed. But, yeah, he came in for Arkansas. So, either way, you went through nine pitchers for the Razorbacks. And uh, a lot of them did good, but there was just a few of them that – we're unable to uh, take care of business, but you just got to give credit to Lipscomb. You know, this game meant a lot to them. You could tell the way they celebrated. You could tell by the, the way that, uh, you know, they got after it since they had lost to so many SEC teams um, all of the season long. In fact, they were over. But, uh, you know, you had guys that you tried to throw in there to see how it would go and see if you could get something out of them. Some guys that uh, haven't really heard from much this season. You, had, uh, you know, like Jason Jones got the start at, uh, played at first base, also at second base. You got Peyton Holt and Parker Rowland all go in there too. Mason Neville go in there. Uh, it just it was all over the place. So again, it, it's okay to be frustrated, just like Dave Van Horn was last night with the way that the team played. Like a hundred percent, it's okay to be frustrated. But you also got to look at the big picture. Like yeah, it, it's you want to win games and it, you want to be able to host. You want to be able to be a team that gets the supers and the regionals and all those things. But uh, at the end of the day, losing to a game like Lips or losing to a team like Lipscomb. It drops your RPI by one. What's really important about these final three SEC series, that's where you're going to have to try to get everyone back and healthy and, and get better because those are the ones that are really going to count towards your RPI and your host. Well, you want to win games. You always want to win them. You don't want to sacrifice any games, but there's a bigger picture. And so that's why you see the amount of pitchers that pitched last night and not anybody that was going to have an effect on this weekend, you know, so to speak. As far as them going deep into the game, and uh, that's what you have to look towards. You have to look towards these SEC series that are coming up, and you have nine games left in the regular season. Then you're on the tournament play. So that game last night, it, it's about a bigger picture. They, I mean, they were tied at the end, so it's not as if they were not trying to win, but they came up short. Yeah, and you, again, you're just trying to get some guys some experience and get guys healthy too, uh, which is just so unfortunate. Dylan Carter, my goodness, uh, he, he's out for the season. And, of course, uh, we got uh, a few of his uh, family members that listen into our, all of our shows. Uh, Randy, Randy Allison, Allison, which we know is a, is a great guy and has been very excited about Dylan and his, his abilities. And, in fact, he texted me uh, a couple days ago telling me about the injury, but said I couldn't say anything. So I was like, okay, well, I appreciate you letting me know. But it, it does suck because Dylan Carter was a guy that uh, they were been relying on in the in the bullpen and had some nice stuff, but he went on social media and just said, hey, it's with a heavy heart that I announced my 2023 season has come to an end due to a UCL tear. This season has been nothing short of amazing, and our team success, our team season isn't over yet. I will be the best teammate and supporter as we finish up the season and begin our run to Omaha number 31. So uh, just brutal, man, just absolutely brutal with the amount of injuries that are going on. And now that's, what, three pitchers, significant pitchers, that have gone out with significant injuries to – in their season, whether it's Jackson Wiggins or Cody Frank, and in this case, Dylan Carter, and still trying to get Tigert back, still you know have some other guys that are dealing with some soreness, got guys in the field. And I know it keeps bringing it up, but I don't know. At what point, Joe, do we start actually like questioning? I know it's like maybe just injuries happen, but is there any time where you just say, you know what, maybe well, is there something going on? Like, is it something in the strength and conditioning program? Is it something that, you know, maybe they're doing differently this year that – could be problematic because I get it. Injuries happen, and it's a bad coincidence, but is there ever a point in time where maybe we start saying some? maybe there's something they're doing in practices or something like that that's maybe causing all these injuries? Well, happen? you have to believe that the coaches and the trainers, they're trying to figure it out and looking deep into everything. It is more of a coincidence than anything because injuries just happen, and uh, they happen at odd times. But, yeah, the coaches and trainers, they're, they're digging deep and trying to figure it out. Yeah, I, I, I know that they are. And I'm not like trying to point fingers at anybody or say, oh, well, you know, the strength and conditioning coaches, they need to be fired. I'm not saying that. I'm just telling you that it's very, it's very interesting. Like, it's very interesting how this has happened and, and the way that it's happened. So, I just, um, I, I, it just sucks. It sucks for the kids. It sucks for the team. And it sucks for Dave Van Horn. But there's nothing you can do other than just have the next man up mentality, kind of like what we talked about with Trent Daniel yesterday. You just got to have the next man up. And I think that, that because of that, you've seen some players really come through in the clutch and 
play up to to the standard that they need to, but at the same time, man, it's just it's it's wild. I've never seen anything like it. Never seen anything like it. So. Tommy John injuries are they're really common in baseball. It's just unfortunate to have a couple of them mm-hmm. going on at the same time. So um, yeah, that, once again, that's coincidental. But even thinking about Razorback football a few years ago, where they had a lot of foot injuries, people yeah. started to question: Is there something? going on as far as what they're doing that's causing these foot injuries. They were even questioning the shoes that they're wearing. They're saying, you know, maybe they need to change the different cleats, maybe a different brand of cleats, which that wouldn't fly because if you're, you know, with a certain brand, there's no way that you can just say, well, we got to ditch this brand to go get another brand of cleats. And uh, it was just something that it was really coincidental and it just kept happening. Yeah, and that's like, again, where... It, I think it's just natural. It's it's human nature to start questioning stuff like this when it just continues to pile up. Like it's not like it's getting better. That's the thing. Like yeah, you get Tiger back a little bit, but it's like you're still waiting on Wagner, still waiting on Josenberger. Like all the guys that have gotten injured, it's not like you're okay. You get one injured and then somebody else comes off the injury report. Like it's just just piling up. So hopefully this weekend, even our guy Stovall, you know he he didn't play last night, but he's been dealing with some injury. So. This weekend's going to be big. It's a Mississippi State team that is good. Don't want to take anything away from them, but they are beatable. It's a team that you should beat, or at least you feel like you need to beat if you're still trying to get to having that national seed. But, man, if you're going to roll out there with uh, you know half your starters not being able to go or not being able to play, Mississippi State's a team that is talented enough to, to make you pay for it. So I guess we'll find out uh, who's going to be available this weekend, and hopefully they get as many people back. You don't want to rush them, but... You definitely want to try to get, uh, especially your infield back as much as possible and get them playing at eye level. You know it's going to be tough, too, going on the road, taking on Mississippi State. So that's always uh, one that you want to try to come away with a couple of wins there, just like every series you go into. Yeah. And I also want to give a shout-out, of course, it's not surprising, but to everybody that came out to the game last night at Dickey Stevens Park, got to see a lot of people that uh, that we know and also uh, avid listeners to 103.7 The Buzz here. So it's just really cool to, to see a lot of them and, and catch up with them and, and talk with them and uh, just have a have a good old time, too. So it was, it was a lot of fun. A beautiful night, too. Couldn't ask for anything better as far as weather goes. Just absolutely gorgeous and everything that happened there, too. So, uh, But awesome. Apparently the traffic was really bad. It always is. Yeah. And uh, I was, I, ha- I was, I guess... I will not going to give myself credit, but I'll give my friend that I went with credit because my buddy works for the Travs. Devin is his name. He does the scorekeeping, I think, or whatever. He's like, hey, we're going to go, but we're going to park across the bridge in Little Rock. I was like, why? He's like, just trust me. He's like, traffic's going to be horrible trying to get out. This is the better way. So I was like, okay. I am so glad that he brought that up because, yeah, we had to walk a little bit. But, I mean, it was nice outside, so getting to walk across the bridge was really cool. But, man, just seeing the traffic and the bumper-to-bumper action and then, you know, people late arriving because of that fact and then trying to get out was terrible. I, I was very thankful that uh, he had that happen. So, uh, yeah, it was uh, it was pretty rough. But then, you know, I hear people talking about it. I was like, well, what do you do? I mean, it's just, it's just the way that it's, it's set up and games like that are going to be high-level traffic. You just got to, I guess, plan ahead for it. But, yeah, it's the way it goes sometimes. Traffic's just tough. It's just <laughs> tough to deal with. But I, I Especially like when you're talking about that amount of people, especially, you know, at that time of the day during mm-hmm. rush hour, it is always going to be tough. Yeah. So, but still, it was a great night nonetheless. I know Arkansas losing the game. People would have liked that, but it's no reason to freak out, folks. It's no reason to lose your minds. It'll be okay. But they definitely got to get healthy and they got to get some things right because this is the final stretch of the season that matters the most. That is for sure. It's a wide open Wednesday here on Out of Bounds. Going to have Curtis Wilkerson joining us here in about five or so minutes. We'll talk some basketball with him. Get to more of your phone calls and text messages. Also on the other side of the break. So stay with us here on Out of Bounds. For interior, exterior, commercial, and residential painting, hire the pros at Serta Pro Painters. Get your free estimate at SertaPro.com. That's Serta with a C. In the NBA last night, the Knicks evened up their series with the Heat, winning 111-105. Miami was without Jimmy Butler. Game 3 will be on Saturday. 
Then the Lakers took game one over the Warriors, winning 117 to 112 behind a masterful performance from Anthony Davis as he had 30 points, 23 rebounds, five assists, and four blocks. He joined Tim Duncan as the only other player to record 30 plus points, 20 plus rebounds, five plus assists, and three plus blocks in NBA playoff history. Game two will be tomorrow. And tonight in the NBA, there's just one game. The 76ers will face the Celtics up 1-0 in the series. Joel Embiid, who was named the NBA MVP last night, is expected to make his return for game two. Tip is set for seven. Coverage can be seen on TNT. I'm Christian Weaver with the Buzz Radio Network. Make the most of every lawn with Kubota Commercial Landscaping Equipment. From the productivity-boosting Z700 mower to the reliable SVL track loader, it's a lineup built to get the job done right. Because when your reputation is on the line, you need equipment that will never let you down. Visit your local Kubota dealer today. River Valley Tractor, five great locations around central Arkansas to better serve you. RiverValleyTractor.com. Edwards Food Giant presents Razorback Baseball color analyst and Drop Time Sports co-host Rick Schaefer every Tuesday morning on Morning Mayhem. Rick will share his special take on Razorback sports with the guys each week. Edwards Food Giant, the meat people, the only stop you'll ever have to make for your family's groceries. After I drop the kids off, I have to run across town for a meeting, hit the gym during lunch, Jake has soccer tonight, and Emily has gymnastics? Oh, did I turn on the crockpot this morning? With a never-ending to-do list, it's easy to forget something important, like setting up a life insurance plan with Shelter Insurance. Your local shelter agent can show you how to create a safety net for your family. Shelter Life Insurance Company, Columbia, Missouri. See shelter agent Matt Warden in Little Rock, Seth Hobbs in Bryant, or Nick Gennardi in Sherwood. Hi, I'm Rick Pennington of Lions Drug. We have great news. Generic Cialis is now available at a huge savings. We have Tadalafil, the FDA-approved generic of Cialis, in a 20-milligram tablet at a savings of up to 80%. We have the 5-milligram daily tablets for less than $3 a pill. Lions Drug continues to be your go-to pharmacy for men's health. What are you waiting for? Call us today at 844-676-2247 or go to our website at Lions Drug. Guys, if you've noticed a lack of energy, motivation, and drive, it could be Low T. Schedule your complete health assessment at Low T Center today. They now offer the convenience of monitored self-inject at-home testosterone treatments for $155 a month, cash pay, or covered by most health insurance. If you don't live near a Low T Center or you just need the convenience of at-home treatments, Low T Center makes it easy. To get started on treatment, only your first two visits are in person. Go to LowTCenter.com now to book online. Low T Center, reinvent. Men's Hello folks, it's Frank Fletcher from the Fletcher Store right here in Sherwood. Well today I want to talk to you about why I would like for you to consider Fletcher Dodge when you need a new or a pre-owned vehicle. You know, shopping for an automobile makes most people uncomfortable. It can be a stressful experience, but we want to take away the stress and give you a pleasant buying experience with confidence in what you hear and you see. Folks, our business depends on you returning to us over and over again over the years. We've been here in Sherwood for over 25 years and many of you have bought five, six, or seven vehicles from us. Most of our sales staff has been here a long time. As you know, all of our pre-owned vehicles have the prices right on the windshield. Our best price is there for everyone to see. And our new cars have Frank Fletcher's green tag showing all of our specials. So folks, please come see us at Fletcher Dodge on Warden Road in Sherwood. Or you can shop us online at FletcherDeals.com and give us a chance to serve you. There's only one place to stop for the best in meats in Central Arkansas. It's Hogs Meat Market. Check out their monthly package deals of the best meats online at hogsmeatmarket.com. Hogs Meat Market, the steak people. You're listening to Out of Bounds with John Neighbors and Joe Franklin. I'm going to stick my dick in the mashed potatoes. Go Hogs. On 103.7 The Buzz.
wide open Wednesday here on Out of Bounds. Folks, going to have Curtis Wilkerson of Hawksports.com joining us here in about five minutes. Forward to catching up with him. As we know, a lot of things going on in the sports world. Uh, let's see. In fact, a few people on our uh, First Arkansas Bank and Trust text line. Uh, it says, uh, from 501, says, What are your thoughts about the recent college football playoff schedule for 2024 and 25? It makes absolutely no sense why college football is going head-to-head with the NFL yet again. I mean, I didn't think it there, was that problematic. Yeah, but. there's no way around it for that first weekend. Yeah. Like, I mean, unless they're going to play during the week, that's the only way you can go around it. Yeah. And here's my thing, too, and I'm not coming at you, 501, but I'm just speaking for me. Like, if there's the NFL playoff game on and college football on, like the playoffs there, too, I'm either, one, going to have two TVs or be at a place for multiple TVs, like Twin Peaks, something like that, where I can watch both. And if I can't or if I'm not at a place where I can do that, I'll flip back and forth. Like, I'll still watch <laughs> both. It's not like I can only watch one. And it's not going to be like, oh, man, what, what am I going to do here? People find ways. They find ways to make it happen. And that's why places like Twin Peaks are so great to go to for not only food and drinks, but also to have all the games for you can just all you gotta do is just look back and forth because they got plenty of TVs. They, they have check plenty of TVs all over the place, inside and out. Yeah, so you don't have to worry about that, folks. Don't worry. But uh, I'm not worried about it. I get it. It's just it's just part of it too. Ah, uh, jeez. All right, Stan, okay, in Little Rock. Stan, what's I'm up? I'm not worried about it. I get it. It's just it's just part of it too. Uh, <laughs> all right. Stan, you gotta turn on your radio, man. You there? Stan put the phone oh. down. He put oh, us on hold. Oh, man, Stan, you're going to have to call back here soon, bud. I'm sure, because I wanted to know what you were going to ask, and I knew it was not going to be about the Lakers or about uh, Arkansas not winning a championship or anything like that. So, anyways. <laughs> it wasn't about the Lakers. It was about LeBron specifically. How about oh. LeBron James? Mm, well, right, hey, what's up? What's up? Let me hear you talk about LeBron. Well, okay. Well, how about this? LeBron, LeBron is, yeah, he's he's been... <laughs> Playing really well here. Yeah, and the Lakers getting the win last night in game one of Golden State. And I mean, LeBron was great, no doubt. But man, Anthony Davis, he's the key. That's that's the guy. That's the guy. As everybody's kind of understood that. Not to say that the Lakers go only as AD goes, but man, when AD performs, it's hard. You can't beat them. And I mean, you look at the game last night. Lakers won one seventeen to one twelve. Anthony Davis played forty four minutes, had thirty points, twenty three rebounds. Four block shots and only one turnover. Incredible. 11 of 19 from the field, 8 of 8 from the free throw line. Uh, I mean, I know that there's a lot of great performances, and we've seen them already in this playoffs, but, man, that, it's hard to beat that type of performance from Anthony Davis. And even with that performance, it took every bit of it because they had a bit of a scare. They got outscored 14-5 to 5 down the stretch and allowed the Warriors to tie the game at 112, and then they go on a 5-0 run and end the game. So... It was uh it got a lot closer than they probably expected at one time when they were winning by 14. Yeah, cuz LeBron goes for 22 points as well as 11 rebounds, so a nice game out of him goes 9 of 24 from the field, so didn't shoot particularly well, but uh the free throws I mean really was what made the difference. Now, I'm not saying that oh the Lakers got the benefit because they got more free throws than the Warriors, it's just the way that they play the game, but Lakers going 25 of 29 from the free throw line. Uh, was pretty significant compared to five of six for the Golden State Warriors. But hey, when you're shooting 53 threes and you make 21 of them like Golden State did last night, uh, you know there's not going to be a lot of opportunities to you for you to go to the free throw line as well. Much, so. That's a credit to the Lakers' defense because they really packed the lane in. And then whenever the Warriors got shots that were close to the rim, the Lakers blocked a lot of those shots. So defensively, they stood up also. Yeah, because if you would have asked or told me that, hey, Steph Curry's going to get 27 points, Klay Thompson's going to get 25 points, Jordan Poole's going to get 21 points, and uh, also uh, Andrew Wiggins is going to pour in 15, you know, you see those numbers, you're like, okay, well, Golden State probably wins. And also saying, hey, they hit 21 threes. <laughs> you probably think they're going to win, but as you said, uh, that, that was the main, really the only part of their game that they were able to do in the Lakers with Anthony Davis and that type of performance uh, was the key, and it just made the big difference at the end. So, uh, But I feel like, hey, listen, it's it's great for the Lakers to win Game One because it was in Golden State and everything. But this 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 sucker is going to go six seven games. I think it might, it might even go seven games because you know the Warriors are going to punch back and they're going to get it going too. So and with those amount of blocks, you had four different players getting involved from the Lakers, whereas with the Warriors, the only person that got some blocks was Draymond Green. He got three, but you're talking about against four other players on the Lakers where they had a combined total of 10. Mm. And seeing throwing also, I thought, was a, was an interesting note. The turnovers, too, both teams only had eight turnovers. 
So uh, it wasn't like just a sloppy game turnover-wise for either one of them or anything like that. It was just a it was just a good game between two really good teams with a lot of talented players on them. Is what it came down to. So, uh, but yeah, I, I look forward to seeing how that series plays out, and uh, I know that Lakers fans are definitely excited about it. But uh, it was also good to see the Knicks bounce back too. Of course, Jimmy Butler didn't play for the Heat, but the Knicks did win one eleven one oh five. Uh, there in Madison Square Garden, they had a scare also. Yeah, because they, uh, <laughs> they said it's just. I think that's the theme of it all is just they had a scare because the Knicks, uh, you know, did a really good job in the fourth quarter, uh, outscoring the Heat thirty-five twenty-eight. But still, yeah, it was a uh, it was a little uh, touch and go there for uh, for what the Knicks were doing. They were down quite a bit during the game for a long stretch of the game. They were losing, and uh, and then you got to the place where it was kind of going back and forth. And you're talking about them being down 0-1 in the series already, dropping that first game at home. That was one that they had to have. Yeah, last night, uh, in the absence of Jimmy Butler, you had uh, a few guys step up in, in the place to try to try to help it out, which it's always cool to see Caleb Martin, you know, who was a player that played under Muss over at Nevada. So uh, he had a nice game of 22 points. Uh, I keep forgetting that Kevin Love does play for the Heat. And always, every time I see him on there, I'm like, oh, yeah, that's right. He does play for the Been Heat. Been making some great passes in this series. Yes, he has. Yes, he has. Uh, he also had uh, Vincent with 21 for the Heat, too. So they, even without Jimmy Butler, they were still still doing some good things. But uh, Brunson for the Knicks gets 30. You got Julius Randle getting 25 points, too, uh, which was, of course, great performance. And R.J. Barrett also pouring in. Another 24 points for them, too. So. R.J. Barrett has played well. And at the end of the game, Jimmy Butler is on the bench, and he kind of was clapping and smiling a bit where he's saying, okay, they did exactly what they were supposed to do with him not playing, but when they get to Miami, let's see what happens. That was kind of the thought that he was having at that moment. He was having some fun with the fans there in uh, Madison Square Garden also. Oh, yeah, you got to, especially if you uh, end up winning and you end up uh, tying the series there, and or the series gets tied, and you know you're going to be coming back home to another electric atmosphere there too. So, uh, But, yeah, so far it's been really good this round of playoff games, and I don't think that's going to be anything different because both of those games last night, both these series, and I wouldn't be surprised they go seven games, both of them, and just knowing uh, how good they are and got to get Jimmy Butler back, which is huge. But also on the other side too, like the Celtics and 76ers saw that Joel Embiid's going to be uh, available to go in Game Two for the 76ers. So. Fresh off that MVP win, he wins the MVP. It was announced yesterday. He will get the award on Friday when the Sixers return home. But yeah, that's going to be big for him returning to the lineup. And let's see how differently they play, not only offensively but defensively. He's he's a guy that he's going to clog up the middle also. Yeah, and uh, it's just uh, wild to me that. Uh, in tonight's game with the Celtics and 76ers, if you look at the the Bet Saracen app, uh, they actually Celtics were about a 10 point favorite before the news about Embiid. Now they're an eight point favorite still, so they are more favorites now than what they were in Game One, which I thought was pretty fascinating. So uh, if you're feeling the Celtics winning big, you feel like Embiid's not gonna not gonna be 100. percent Maybe you go all in on the Celtics, but hey, with Embiid being back, maybe you go with the 76ers. There's always too. a feel that when a team gets down 0-1 and they are the home team that there's a sense of desperation, and they usually come out and play a little more aggressive, and uh, and they are aware of the situation that they really need to get this win. So that's why you see lines like that go up from game one to game two is when that, that home team is down and they desperately need that win, then uh, places feel good about them coming away with the win. Absolutely. So we'll have some more uh, NBA talk, too, as the show goes on. We're going to have Curtis Wilkerson in you know, here in just a second. Uh, I know that the first Arkansas Bank and Trust text line from the WUPIC 501 says, I think Arkansas should host an in-state tournament at Dickey Stevens Park on a weekend before conference starts. Arkansas, Arkansas State, UALR, UCA, round robin, robin style. That way the fans can see the starting lineups instead of all these young guys that don't play very often. Give the people that work early and overnights a chance to see a game in town instead of a 6 o'clock first pitch on a Tuesday night. Just a thought. Thanks, guys. That'd be cool. Uh, the only problem with that is Arkansas is involved in some other early season tournaments that would kind of overshadow that yeah. and, and keep that from happening as far as Arkansas's involvement. Now, the other teams all getting together, that, that'd be cool. Yeah, and I think uh, just the scheduling, too, in general uh, would be uh, really tough to figure out uh, just to, to make it work, which, again, I, w- I wouldn't have any problem with it. I don't even think uh, other coach, uh, Dave Van Horn or Arkansas would have a problem with it. It's just a matter if they can make it all work because, as Joe mentioned, they always are playing in these different types of events. And whether it's in Globe Life or uh, their Minute Maid or whatever it is, they're, they're playing in different events all across. So, But it would be cool, though. It would be cool if they could do that, too. So, all right. Also, 
Another one from uh, uh, the, from the 501 says, great song. I guess he was talking about Return of the Mac, the one that we just played. So, yeah, it is a great song. It is a great song. That's why we have it. We have great music on here. At least we try to, at least, here on Out of Bounds as well. So... Uh, but, uh, but yeah, so, uh, when Curtis Wilkerson joins us, we'll, we'll talk to him about, uh, the new transfer portal stuff that's been going on with Arkansas. Cause I know, um, uh, we get uh, questions from you all pretty much daily about what's the latest and, you know, the Ron Holland situation, which I know he's a, he's a high school player, but, uh, it, it just, it kind of goes from like player to player to player. And in this particular case, the newest and latest flavor is Grant Nelson, the transfer out of North Dakota State, who we talked a little bit about yesterday. It certainly looks like Arkansas is in the mix for him. Uh, a guy that averaged 19 points, 9.5 rebounds a game, and a lot of schools are going after him. And uh, If you just look at his size, it's 6'11", 235. You look at what he's done uh, just uh, the past few years there at North Dakota State. Seems, certainly seems like he'd be a perfect fit. And here's the thing. Muss has done some stuff with some Summit League players, like Stanley Amude. When he came in, he... He did a really good job. Took a while to come on, but man, if they were able to grab him, that would be just uh, another little icing on the cake to what's already a great roster that's being assembled. So let's go to the Jones and Sun Diamond and Brattle Fine Jewelry Hotline and welcome in our guy Curtis Wilkerson, friend of the show of Hogsports.com, uh, to give us some updates and talk more about it. And, and Curtis, as always, we appreciate you joining us, man. I always feel like it's a it's almost like a, a weekly segment we just need to turn in uh, turn this into as far as hey, what's going on in the transfer portal? Because it seems like so many people are always interested in it each and every day. <laughs> yeah, it might not be a bad idea. You know, just as soon as uh, you know, you kind of thought things were dying down a little bit. Here we are. You know, with kind of this third wave of the transfer portal, and you know, some some studs coming available. And you know, once things got quiet a little bit there after Arkansas got uh, you know the commitment from L. Ellis, I guess it was a couple weeks ago now. Uh, we kept trying to warn people like, hey, there there might be a little bit of a lull here, but there's going to come a point where there's another wave, and, and things are going to get a little crazy again. And uh, you know, if it comes down to portal season, Eric Musselman's always in the mix. He's never done, and uh, and here we are with some more excitement. Well, you, you real quick, you told you had an article called "Couldn't Grant Nelson Be the Missing Puzzle Piece for Arkansas?" And of course, it was really interesting to see the breakdowns and, and the fit and everything to it. So, uh, what do you think? Is he the missing piece? Because we've heard, oh, Grant Holland's uh, or Ron Holland's the missing piece, or oh, you know, Hunter Dickinson would be a missing piece, or or this guy, but. Now it's Grant Nelson. What could dif- differentiate him between those other guys that Arkansas maybe have been looking at in the big man role? Yeah, well, I, I, I think he could be the missing piece just in terms of what, you know, fit and what Arkansas is looking for. You know, people have been going crazy uh, about one must to go out and, and add a big man and, and kind of fortify that front court. And, and I get it. You know, I, I 100% understand that. Uh, but I think they're making a really concerted effort this year to kind of get their offense caught up with the defense. And, you know, we've seen the past few years here, Arkansas had a top 15, top 10-ish defense in terms of efficiency. They've kind of been hovering around, you know, 30, 40, even around 50 offensively. So they want to get caught up there. I, I think, you know, they look at it from that standpoint in terms of this is how we're going to get over the hump uh, and maybe get to that final four or beyond as opposed to just looking at it from an individual player standpoint. So it's more about, you know, what they're trying to do stylistically. And, and maybe, you know, a big meatball, bruising, physical center is, is what people want after seeing, you know, Adama Sonogo beat up on Arkansas on the C-16. But a guy like Grant Nelson might actually be a better fit. And it's interesting, you know, a lot of people kind of compare him to, to Trevor Brazil because they're both long and, and athletic and versatile forwards. I think their games are very different, but they complement each other really well. You know, Nelson... Uh, might not be as good of a three-point shooter. He can make them, but maybe not as, as, at as high of a clip as Brazil can. Uh, but he's really got some guard skills out there and put a lot of pressure on opposing centers in the SEC. So I like that versatility to his game. He's got some meat on his bones. You know, he's up to 235 pounds now. Uh, he can block some shots, but on the defensive end, he really has a back for getting deflections. Uh, and we know how good Arkansas was with that, with the way they used their length this past season. So... Um, you know, I, I think it could be a, a really good fit if you platoon those two guys at the four and five and, and you're able to kind of mix in some of the other guys there in the front court. It just makes a ton of sense. And, and then you mentioned you know, Arkansas' success with you know, a guy like Stanley Mude from the Summit League. There's a lot of connections and ends on the coaching staff in that league, in that area. Uh, man, it just makes a lot of sense for Arkansas. When you look at uh, Ron Holland, Grant Nelson, the biggest difference would be experience, with Grant Nelson having that experience on the college level. Who are some of the uh, other teams that are in on Grant Nelson? 
Yeah, I think, you know, the experience obviously is something that stands out. I do think they're different players, too. You know, to me, uh, you know, Grant Nelson probably profiles more as a, as a four or five, whereas, you know, Ron Holland, uh, he's a little bit smaller at 6'8 and, and just incredibly versatile. Uh, you know, I, I think he's probably a three, you know, a small forward at, at the NBA level. Uh, but a guy that can play the three or four in, in multiple positions in college. So a little bit different players there. They're probably both categorized as fours. But, uh, you know, in terms of who else might be involved with Grant Nelson, I think the first thing you have to point out, you know, is he's going through the NBA draft process. And I think there's a difference in, in guys who are, like, testing the waters, you know, for the sake of getting feedback and kind of get an idea of where their stock is with the intention of ultimately returning to school. And then guys who are really legitly trying to get drafted and start their professional career. And, you know, Grant Nelson, he's been invited to the Combine. So, you know, there's a, there's a shot that a lot of NBA teams out there see him as a guy that could be selected, you know, maybe in the back end of that second round. Uh, depending on what projections you look at, he's kind of, you know, in and out of that, the back end of the draft there. So he's all in on the draft process. And, and you know, that, that's one thing to keep an eye on there with him. Uh, however, you know, I, I think some of the, the feedback, as I understand it, that he might be getting uh, is saying, hey, you know, maybe you can work your way into securing a spot in the draft, which I think is something that's appealing to him. But, you know, if he comes back and proves himself at a, at a high major level at a bigger school on a bigger stage, that he could really propel himself into a strong position next year in a draft class that's a lot weaker. So I think, you know, the professional option is a real one for him. In terms of colleges, I think Arkansas is right there at the top, if not the top option. Uh, but, man, if you take a look at you know, some of the schools that, you know, reached out to him today, it's everybody, you know, every blue blood, every, you know, high major school you could imagine there. There's going to be such a heavy market for a guy like that. And, uh, you know, I think something to keep an eye on, as the Hunter Dickinson sweepstakes wraps up, you know, there's going to be teams who are looking for a big man or a forward to make the impact who are kind of left at the altar there by Dickinson. And so those are teams that are probably then going to turn and look at guys like Van Nelson and say, well, we struck out on one, maybe we can hit on the other. But I, but I do think that Arkansas is in a better starting position than most. Well, Curtis, uh, I know we just got about a minute or so with you, so I'll ask this that we'll play for fun. If you have Grant Nelson coming to Arkansas, does somebody get moved out? Does this mean that uh, one of the players that's like Walsh or Devo for sure are gone? Just what, what the scholarship allotment look like if they are able to get Grant Nelson? Well, they kind of have some flexibility to play with. Uh, you know, you do have, uh, I guess if you count Devo and Walsh right now, you're at a, at a full 13. Uh, so in theory, one of those guys would have to go. I don't know that Arkansas is expecting to get both of them back, but they have the flexibility to get at least one of them back and, and then maybe make, you know, at least one move. So, uh, from that standpoint, I, I don't think they're worried about it from a from scholarship perspective. You know, if, if Nelson comes in, you still got room to get one of those guys back from the draft, and you're in a pretty good spot. But you know, here's what we know about you know Arkansas basketball and, and this roster and things like that. If there needs to be some maneuvering done, if they have to find a way to make things work, they're going to do what they have to do to put the best roster they possibly can out there on the floor. So uh, while it might look a little bit murky on on paper to guys like you and me, they've got a plan you know, in place and probably some contingencies there to make sure that things work out. Should there be uh, a situation where you add somebody and, and then maybe somebody unforeseen wants to come back? I think the good thing is, in terms of timeline, uh, you know, it doesn't strike me that a guy like Nelson is going to be ready to choose right away because he's got that combine coming up in a couple weeks. I give you a little bit of time to play with. Well, it's certainly going to be interesting. It's always something new with Eric Musselman in this basketball program, but it keeps us uh, keeps us happy and excited about what the future may hold. And I know it's great for what you guys do over at hogsports.com, keeping you busy, Curtis. And as always, we appreciate you joining us, man. Great stuff. You can catch his stuff at hogsports.com. Enjoy the weekend, man. And I'm sure we'll probably catch up with you next week because there will be some more developments going on. Uh, I'm sure that's the case. It sounds good. We'll talk to you guys soon. All right. Appreciate it. Again, that was Curtis Wilkerson of Hogsports.com joining us on the Jones and Sun Diamond and Bridal Fine Jewelry Hotline. We'll take a commercial break. We'll come back on a wide open Wednesday with what's trending in the world of sports. We won't want to miss it, so stay tuned on Out of Bounds.
Cinco de Mayo weekend at Brewski's is almost here, and it's going to be a party. Friday, enjoy all your favorite Cinco de Mayo drink specials, karaoke in the bar, and J.J. Wilson, the DJ in the basement. Boxing fans, Saturday, May 6th, it's Canelo vs. Ryder in one of the biggest fights of the year. Canelo Alvarez defends his title against John Ryder. VIP sections and bottle service will sell out quickly, so email brewskiesgrub at gmail.com to lock in your private section. Make your plans now for Cinco de Mayo weekend with Canelo vs. Ryder, Saturday, May the 6th. Yes, we've got Bear on the line with a question for Trey. Bear, what's your question? Hey, Randy, this is Bear, first-time listener, long-time caller. I want to ask Trey about Sanders Ground Essentials. I know they are real five-star guys wanted by everybody. I heard they have an excellent weed control and fertilization program, and they do customized plants based on annual soil results for all their customers. I just want to know what you guys have heard. I'm going to hang up and listen now. Bear, you should call them at 315-9395 or on the web at sandersground.com. Let's get growing. RJ Hawk here with Chris Roberts from Southern Bank. And Chris, people are still looking for lending options, and you guys have it. You know, RJ, whether it's a home equity or a mortgage loan or even commercial lending, we're ready to help. And Chris, if you're not in the market for a loan right now, but you just have general banking needs, you guys have that covered as well. We have world-class respected products and highly competitive rates, all delivered by people that you know on a first-name basis. Experience the Southern Bank difference today by visiting bankwithsouthern.com. Southern Bank, member FDIC, equal housing lender. Paid non-attorney spokesperson. This ad is paid for by the settlement specialist. Non-Hodgkin's lymphoma is one of the most common cancers in the United States. If you or a loved one was diagnosed with non-Hodgkin's lymphoma and were regularly exposed to Roundup weed killer, you could be entitled to cash compensation. Bayer, the owner of Roundup, will pay more than $10 billion to cancer victims of weed killer Roundup. Call our weed killer cancer hotline now to see if you're entitled to cash compensation. Roundup has been one of the most commonly used herbicides in the U.S. If you or someone you love has been diagnosed with non-Hodgkin's lymphoma and were exposed to Roundup, call now. Our team is here to fight for everyday people and to get you the compensation you may deserve. If you or a loved one has been diagnosed with non-Hodgkin's lymphoma and were regularly exposed to Roundup weed killer, even if the loved one has passed away, call 800-737-9455 now to see if you are entitled to compensation. But hurry, time is limited. Call 800-737-9455. 800-737-9455. This is the Pigskin Preacher, bringing you the word. The golfing world marveled at the performance of Texas A&M golfer Sam Bennett at the Masters. More amazing still is the stirring story of Bennett's father, whose tragic death from early onset Alzheimer's took him far too soon. The last thing he wrote to his son was a note saying... Don't wait to do something. After his father died, Bennett took the note to a tattoo artist who put it on his arm in his father's handwriting. To paraphrase Hebrews 11:4, through his faith, though he died, he still speaks. Every time he looks at his arm. If you're looking for a gift, Double B's has Exxon and Philip 66 gift cards available. Make someone's day by thinking of them and doing something kind. Double B's where you gas it, grab it, and go. That's Double B's. Join the zone each weekday for the Entertainment Report, brought to you by Bell & Sword of Conway. Find out the very latest breaking news and entertainment each day on the zone. Justin, West and Christian will dish out what the stars and celebrities have going on, and you can catch it every day. Bell & Sword has everything for the best-dressed man. From boots to suits, check them out on Facebook or Instagram. Bell & Sword at 1020 West Oak Street in Conway. Make it the event that everyone wants to attend by getting your meat for tailgates, parties, or just family get-togethers at Hogs Meat Market. Hogs Meat Market, the steak people. You're listening to Out of Bounds with John Neighbors and Joe Franklin. Hey, 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 hey! Turn that damn jukebox On 103.7 The Buzz. <laughs> If you're talking for a vehicle, you want to get to Guadney Chevrolet. Guadney has the best deals in the market. Been doing it 60-plus years. Give them a call. 501-982-2102. Take advantage of no payments for 90 days at Guadney Chevrolet. Get great deals with uh, 0% financing on select vehicles. And then 1.9% on Equinox, Blazer, Trailblazer. Plenty of vehicles there also. So make the trip to the Gregory Street exit in Jacksonville. Shop them online, GuadneyChevrolet.com. You can see all the deals, the cash allowances, the rebates, even appraise a vehicle. See just how much it's worth. They're giving thousands over book value, whether you trade that vehicle in or you sell it to Guadney Chevrolet. Guadney is always actively buying vehicles, 
so you'll get a great deal on that vehicle that you trade in or sell. See the entire inventory of new and pre-owned vehicles on GuadneyChevrolet.com. It's Guadney Chevrolet, Arkansas's number one Chevy dealer. Guadney Chevrolet, GuadneyChevrolet.com. It is a wide-open Wednesday here on Out of Bounds. Appreciate Curtis Wilkerson joining us in the previous segment. But we know there's a lot of other things going on in the sports world that we got to dive into. Some interesting headlines, at least. So let's go ahead and talk about what's trending in the world of sports. What's trending in the world of sports is sponsored by Arkansas-based West Rock Coffee. Join West Rock Coffee and their 1.5 million coffee farmers around the globe as they fuel Arkansas with great-tasting coffee, tea, and water delivered directly to your business. Contact them at westrockcoffee.com or 833-886-JAVA today. All right, what's trending in the world of sports? We mentioned the Razorback baseball team losing to Lipscomb last night, 8-6 to six in extra innings. They're in North Little Rock, as well as the unfortunate news of Razorback pitcher Dylan Carter being out for the season as he will undergo Tommy John's surgery. surgery. We also mentioned the playoffs from last night, some great games. Lakers take care of business in Game 1 over the Golden State Warriors, as well as the New York Knicks bouncing back and beating the Miami Heat. But some other news going on that uh, is pretty significant. Uh, this whole thing with Jackson Mahomes. Now, for those of you who may not, uh, you know Patrick Mahomes, but you may not know what Jackson Mahomes, he's the person that uh, has been very much on social media, TikTok star, and annoys a lot of people, uh, and has had some, uh, some controversies in the past. Well, he has uh, officially been arrested today on charges of aggravated sexual battery uh, there in Kansas. He was on a $100,000 bond, and he has been charged with three counts of aggravated sexual battery and an additional fourth count of battery. As uh, police there in Overland Park said the arrest stemmed from a woman's accusation that Mahomes assaulted her back in February. Surveillance video published by TMZ shows Mahomes kissing a woman while his hands are grasping her neck. The 40-year-old woman, who's the owner of the Aspen's Restaurant and Lounge in Overland Park, also accused Mahomes of shoving a member of the restaurant's waitstaff in a separate incident even though Mahomes' attorney, uh, Brandon Davies, has denied the women's accusations. So, kind of a crazy story going on with this one. Hard to deny when there's video. That's yeah. the hard part there for Jackson Mahomes. Yeah, so don't know exactly uh, what's going to happen or the extent, but uh, pretty serious stuff that uh, has been going on there with Jackson Mahomes. Uh, also in some other news, old Randall Cobb is back in the same team as Aaron Rodgers. He's actually with the Jets now, which is, you know, Pretty crazy, but also pretty cool. He's a one-year contract guy with them, so it's uh, just amazing to me how you know Aaron Rodgers. He's an interesting guys, it is, but he loves his guys. He's got guys, and Randall Cobb is definitely one of the guys that he wants on the team. Oh, he can thank Aaron Rodgers for a couple of contracts that he's gotten here recently because uh, there hadn't been a lot of interest in him overall. But Aaron Rodgers keeps him employed. Yeah, well, I mean, as long as he's getting the the money, and if he can help out the team, which. Uh, you know, if Aaron Rodgers feels like there's some benefit and some value there, then he's going to be all about it there, too. Uh, here's some uh, some Razorback football news. Kind of unfortunate, a little crazy story that yesterday, Varkis Gums, the tight end that just committed to Arkansas out of the transfer portal a couple weeks ago out of North Texas, and people were talking about how he was a uh, he was a freshman All-American and as well as uh, an All, uh, I guess it was a Conference USA. I can't remember the conference that he was a part of there in North Texas, but uh, yeah, Conference USA. Really good player. Committed to Arkansas. It was great. Well, he decommitted yesterday. <laughs> Just uh, announced uh, that he was uh, put out a tweet. Actually, he's like, I'll be in Cal this weekend, as in Cal Berkeley. And they have a big like graphic of him and all that. So people reach out. Hey, hey, wait. So does that mean you're decommitted from Arkansas? He goes, yeah. <laughs> like, okay. All right. There you have it. So You may want to make a stop on the way to Cal or at least maybe on the way back. Colorado, go uh-huh. see Coach Prime. Yeah, I mean it's that, that. I think that was the surprising thing is not just that he decommitted, which you know it's unfortunate if you're a Razorback fan because you know that tight end is a position that you could really uh, have some more depth and some more talent there too, and we know that he's one of those guys. But I think it's just surprising to see Cal like the first place. You know, if it was like, oh, okay, well, if it's USC or if it was Colorado, Coach Prime or, you know, whatever. It's like you can put some pieces together, but it was like Cal, Cal Berkeley out there. Okay. Uh, that, that area is nice also. Mm-hmm. And uh, they may have some NIL tied to it, but just because he's making that visit to Cal doesn't mean he's not making other visits, but that probably is the first one up. And 
That's why he wanted to post about it. Well, that's the one he's going to, so I guess we'll find out if he ends up going any other places there, too. Uh, Also, in some other sports news, we talked about, uh, I guess this was about last week or week before, about uh, Rory McIlroy losing $3 million as part of his uh, PIP bonus, which is the Player Impact Program, for missing a designated, the second designated event last month. Yes, the PGA Tour did confirm that, yes, he did indeed lose $3 million. So it wasn't just something that was getting thrown out there. He lost $3 million. And, uh, yeah, that's just the way it goes. So it's apparently, according to uh, the story, it says uh, McElroy finished second in Tiger Woods to Tiger Woods in the PIP program, which measures a player's popularity and impact on the tour. McElroy was set to get $12 million. Instead, he gets $9 million, forfeiting 25% of the bonus for not making the start at the RBC Heritage at the Hilton Head Island uh, golf course there in South Carolina. So I think he'll be okay. $9 million, still okay. No, it's not $12 million, but it's $9 million. So... Confirm that uh, that has been lost on him. And uh, also, in uh, some other news, too, we talked about Joel Embiid's being set to return for Game 2. And, uh, in fact, uh, Embiid, who won the MVP last night, which was not surprising of uh, knowing the type of season he has, he says, hey, uh, it's a validation of everything that I've gone through. It's improbable, but it's not impossible. So, uh, But it's deserving. Like, uh, you know, Joel Embiid is definitely one of the one of those great players that has done so much for the 76ers, and I know he's been dealing with injury, but definitely worthy of uh, winning the MVP, and I know it's something that meant a lot to him, too. So. Oh, yeah, yeah, and he got emotional about it. He said that uh, whenever he thought about it, you know, he didn't think it would come to that where he actually is emotional, but he definitely got emotional about it whenever he was announced. Yeah, certainly did. I mean, I would, too, just knowing that, uh, you know, the type of names that get thrown into the mix of winning MVPs, for you to be one of them, uh, it's pretty incredible, no doubt about it. Brandon Allen is headed to the Bay Area, That's right. going to the San Francisco 49ers, and he had connections with the Bengals. That's why he was there with uh, Coach Zach Taylor. He was with him with the Rams when he was on staff at one point and went to the Bengals, but now he's leaving away from familiar territory, but he's going to uh, play for the Niners. Yeah, well, I love that for Brandon Allen, uh, just because of uh, not only – uh, him being a Razorback, but you know he, he went to Fayetteville High School, which I went to Fayetteville High School, so there's there's always a little connection there too. But just also showing that hey, you know he's not he's not a starter, you know he's not an all star or anything like that. But obviously, what he is and what he does bring to NFL franchises is worthy of him being on the team, you know, of him getting a spot on the roster. Which you know a lot of quarterbacks would love to have a spot on an on NFL roster right now. So it's yeah. kind of surprising also because of the fact that. With the Bengals, and maybe they couldn't get the money and the compensation worked out, but he was the backup with the Bengals. Now going to the Niners, you have Brock Purdy, Trey Lance, Sam Darnold. So he's going to have to fight for positioning as far as being that primary backup and even making the roster all together. Yeah, I hope he does. I hope he does. Like I said, he deserves it, and it's it's awesome to see him uh, continuing on there. And you know, hopefully, the I know that he was the backup for the Bengals, but also hopefully. Uh, they're able to move on without him being the the guy out there on the coin toss because that was always his deal too, right there, especially in overtime. He's the hey, go out there, ba, go make sure you call it correctly, man. You got to go and get it done. So, but anyways, yeah, congratulations to him. We're up against the top of the hour update coming up, and Pat Bradley, Motorsports Authority, going to catch up with him a little basketball, a little NBA action, pretty much everything. So we look forward to that. So you better stay tuned here on Out of Bounds because it's coming up next. Our care is a system of doctors, nurses, counselors, and pharmacists dedicated to bringing you the highest quality of health care. But it's more than that. It's relational. It's human. It's thousands of people over a three-state footprint offering health care to all, from the country club to the homeless